Now and Again is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage, Keanu, and more, head on over to cageclub.me. That is cageclub.me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. This is now That's What I Call Music, Volume 14. I'm Chris, podcast guy, and with us today, uh, his podcasts are like, whoa, Joey Lewandowski. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, well, we'll talk about that. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited because the last time I was on the show, which was episode three, which I signed up for because I had that disc and I had good memories, I was like, oh, this is terrible. We did over Skype, I yeah. think, and now we're in person, so this is a much more dynamic, real-time environment. It is. This is a live episode. This is kind of rare to have it... Uh, one-on-one, I think maybe that's happened four times in Now and Again history. Wow. Something like that. You can see uh, how I don't like to look people in the eyes when I talk to them. I know. We're both looking down at our Apple devices. Yeah. And despite the fact that we're in the same room, we're not going to be making eye contact because I have an iPad to look at and an iPhone and my MacBook. So why look at you when I can look at the ghost of Steve Jobs? Yeah, millennials. Am I right, folks? (laughs) Um, So it is December (laughs) right now. Uh, as the so, air condition so, is in the background. So here is the similarity between the month that we're recording this and the month that this is being released. Christmas is in both months. There's Christmas in July, and there is Christmas. Yes, for um, for a variety of reasons, uh, our editor is trying to get a nice <laughs> a nice jump on the on the proceedings. So not only is it being filmed out of order, it's uh, it's being filmed really far in advance. There might not be a world left for people to listen to this. Who knows? We also, we've talked about, or you've talked about on the show, how time is a flat circle, of uh-huh. course. Uh, as we're recording this, now 10 side A is out. So I don't know what's on side B through 13, and I don't even know that you fully know either. So there's a lot of guesses that we're going to have. There might be things that are radically wrong. This was an interesting episode because, or an interesting disc because there's a couple people that we've been, that you've been tracking. Yeah. I say we because I listen to every episode, so I feel like I'm part of the family. Of course. But that you've been tracking you're as part daddy. of- You're our daddy. You're the cage club daddy. <laughs> um, does that make Mike mommy? <laughs> or is this, or is this a progressive two dad household? Hey. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a gay, it's a gay family. I don't know. It's up to Mike. Um, so Mike, yeah, write us in, Attack at cageclub.me. Let us know what you think. Um, but- there's a couple artists that are on this disc as solo artists that you have been tracking extensively and carefully over these first ten and a half episodes or whatever, or nine and a half episodes, that now are suddenly solo artists instead of in groups. So I was like, whoa, because I, I was like, is this going to be the first time? You're like, I don't know. This might be the first time. Yeah, this is the episode that's going to give the um, the continuity folks on our Wikia <laughs> in 30 years when that's a thing uh, a real fit, because I don't know. I don't know a lot of... It seems like we've jumped even pretty far ahead, uh, you know, for the next episode into the rock category. Like, we're going from Blink-182 to, like, Fountains of Wayne and Good Charlotte. So we're getting that second gen of, of pop punk that happens in the early 2000s. But it still feels like home because they're still segregating by race. Of course. They're still segregating by genre. Mm-hmm. And it's all the artists that we sort of know and don't really quite love, but sort of love. And a handful of artists that barely have Wikipedia entries. <laughs> Uh, and we will likely say something about and quickly move on from. It's always funny when you click on a song and the song just brings you to the album page. It's like, oh, okay. So the song was big enough to be on a now, but not big enough to have its own page, which probably means it didn't chart. Yeah, there's a couple of artists here who I think have been lost to the sands of time. Which is probably for the best. And a, a few that deserved to be. 
it's uh, it's 2003. It's late 2003, November. Yeah. Where are you? Let's catch up with you from the last time, which I think we were still in the 90s. We were, ooh, when, what year was now three? I would think 98, 99. Do I have a tab still open to Firefox? I do not, and I have no Wi-Fi right now, so we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to guess. I'm now in my sophomore year of high school. High school was weird for me. I think I talked about last time how I didn't really listen to much music. High school, I sort of listened to about the same level of no music, but it was a lot of rap mm-hmm. that I didn't want to play in front of my parents. Uh, the, the, the plight of the suburban white kid, yep. never being able to play rap in front of your parents. That's real white guilt. <laughs> um, I... I don't. I I know a lot of these songs because a lot of these songs. The the thing about now is that even if you don't listen to music, they still pervade popular culture. And all I mean, there's some that I wrote down like I don't know who this person is. I don't know what this song is. But for the most part, maybe just from radio exposure or whatever, I know most of this. So let's get into it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, a lot of these songs are still relevant in pop culture, and uh, and this is the song that everyone's crazy drunk aunt has gotten up and danced to as the wedding band plays it's Beyonce with Crazy in Love featuring Jay-Z I mean, they didn't have three babies at that time they just she just had twins as we were recording this but those twins are now six months old (laughs) It's true. My, how they they grow up so quickly, don't they? I know. This is a hell of a way to start off a now. Yeah, this is a hell of a way to start off anything. This song is so good. Every part of this song is great. Is this in the running for best song on a now to date? It might be. I was thinking of that, and I think it has to be in discussion at least top five. I was trying to... When I started watching the YouTube videos, and you can see the playlist on cageclub.me, I was trying to play the game. Why did I pick this album? Because I looked through the track list. I was like, I don't know what, I don't know. Because I want to do one every like 10 discs or so. But I was like, why this one? And I don't know what it was. I love this song. Uh, I love Beyonce and Jay-Z as individual artists. I love them together. I don't think it was this song, but this is like a really killer way to start. As opposed to like just starting off with like a Britney or an NSYNC song or whatever. This is like a song that 14 years later is still great and still holds up and unironically, which is important. Oh, 100%. This song, I mean, maybe the most uh, 2000s thing about it is the line, hoping you'll page me right now. (laughs) But everything else, this is a timeless song. This could have come out any point, I would say even before 2003 through now. Yeah. Maybe it couldn't have come out in that really dire time of like 1998. But this could come out in the in the eighties, possibly. <laughs> the one thing that really has changed for Beyonce between then and now is her video production quality. Because this video is basically like you were talking with D on episode ten, which you know, at listener was four months ago for you mm-hmm. or five months ago. But I just paid attention to. But this is like a very clearly reminds me of like a Jennifer Lopez, like, hey, you guys remember how hot Beyonce is, right? But now, you know, like a year ago, you have Lemonade. And like this, there's no way you can watch this and be like, oh, this woman's going to make Lemonade one day. Yeah, there's almost no way you can imagine right now that Jay-Z and Beyonce, who Jay-Z came onto this track with like hours before it went into final production. Yeah. And this could have been one of the catalysts of this super couple 
that owns the universe that we have right now. Were they dating at this time, or this is before their relationship? I don't know about that, but they're married in 2008, I believe. Okay. When was Blue Ivy born? I do not know. All right. Nico! <laughs> where are, where are you, Nico? She can't be, like, seven by now, though. She five, probably five a, or six, though. Really? I think. Has she dropped the mixtape yet? Dropped the mixtape? That shit sounded like an album. <laughs> Let's, I'm going to Google this first Google of the episode. How old is Blue Ivy? January 7th, 2012. So okay. she's five and a half. She's almost six by the time this episode comes That's out. That's true. So happy almost birthday, Blue Ivy. So definitely be on the lookout for that mixtape. Um, well, she's been on tracks. Oh, Jesus. Jay-Z samples her multiple times, I think. I did not know that. Yeah. Was Jay-Z and Beyonce also Bonnie and Clyde 03? What does that mean? There's a song called Bonnie and Clyde 03 that I think oh, is them. That sounds that familiar. is uh, uh, an episode ago, <laughs> but I haven't talked about it yet, so I'm only 95% sure that it's them together. I think that's them. I think that's them. I don't know who else it would be. Right, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that's them. So that might be the first of the Jay-Z and Beyonce collabs. Because I was looking at Beyonce's history in terms of singles in terms of, is this her solo debut on a now? Because this is her song. This is not like a... This is like her song featuring Jay-Z. Absolutely. And I think this is her third single, but her first, like, real single. I believe that. Like, there was one off a soundtrack or something, and then there was, like, something else that was small, and then there was this. So, I didn't do any research in terms of now 11, 12, or 13, but I think that this is probably the Beyoncé debut as a solo artist, and goddamn... Yeah, this is where the Knowles can really be completely left behind, and she could be a, a one-named artist for sure. Yeah. the Musically, you've got that verse. The verse and the chorus sound so different, and one builds so well into the other. Yeah. With the that kind of hi-hat and, I guess, cowbell percussiveness in the verse, and her really giving her voice a chance to shine. And then that, that horn riff. <laughs> it's so good. It's really, really good. I kind of want to just talk about this song for three hours, because there's some other stuff on here that's not as good. Well, of course, we're talking about a song that could be the best pop song of the last 20 years. It's yep. certainly, if someone wanted to argue that, I wouldn't uh, begrudge them. You, you know that there's probably a thesis paper out there, why Crazy in Love is the quintessential pop moment of the last 20 years. Almost certainly. I bet if the video was better, that would really happen. This is just another, there's a handful of, hey, look, we're in New York in the summer videos yeah and uh you know i guess that was a thing there were at a lot this of, point there were a lot of videos on this playlist where i was watching them and i just sort of like looked down i was just like no interest at all like not even not even a conscious decision to not watch anymore just like oh this is like a commercial that i don't need to pay attention to yeah and a lot of them are the same it's maybe this was a dead period before vivo slash youtube was really a music video delivery service and when mtv was just like we're not videos anymore Mm. So I this is this is going to date it a little bit. In 2006, spring of 2006, I was a senior in high school, about to graduate. And I had a teacher who, I don't remember what class it was, it was some English class, I think. And he was like, guys, there's this new site called YouTube. And it's great. Like, anybody can upload content, it's going to change the world. And I went there, and this was in the very early days of YouTube, where, like, there was nothing there. And I was like, I don't get it. I, I definitely had that moment as well, and I don't think it clicked for me until sometime in college. So that... Because you listeners... this was 2006. It was either 2000... It, was, it might have been 2005. Because I think in 2006 I was a sophomore, so probably by 2007 we would... It was a new thing to get drunk at parties, 
put on YouTube and everyone type in something funny that they saw, usually like a, a dude getting hit in the nuts or a skateboarder right. breaking a limb. Because this was back, listeners, before YouTube had everything. Yeah. Which Vlogging is, was not a thing. Like, now, I mean... PewDiePie was just a dude. <laughs> didn't even exist. Those, just, were, those were just sounds somebody made. Exactly. Because um, now, I mean... Illegal stuff aside, you know, like, full movie rips and stuff. Like, if I search for something on YouTube and it's not there today, I'm stunned. Like, if there's a song that's not up or a movie trailer that's not up or, like, a, even, like, a scene from a movie, if I can't find it instantly, I'm like, what happened? Like, there's got to be a copyright thing. But but back then, like, you just sort of had to, like, find stuff you wanted like you, or, like, discover new things as opposed to, like, searching for things. Yeah, and it, it wasn't even targeted content. It was almost more like a Dropbox mm-hmm. where people would mm-hmm. put up, like, this was the stupid video that we took on our digital camera when digital cameras were not on phones. Right. And I don't want to put it on my computer, or I want to share it with my friends, so I'm going to put it on the YouTubes. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, and now there's whole company, like, teams that just go through YouTube and pull content that's theirs. It's got to be such a miserable job. I'm sure... Well, now they have automatic stuff that just pulls down literally anything that's remotely close Robots to are taking all of our jobs. Thanks, you know, Obama. I hope... In some ways, that Jay Z isn't on now and again too much more in the future because uh, it's going to be really hard to find his videos on YouTube now that yeah. Title owns. Subscribe to Title. All of the Jay Z things for some reason. Hey, here's this new mixtape. Bet you want. Oh, you don't want to listen to it because it's on Title. Did you? Oh, know, that's okay. Did, so he, he has, I'll be fine. He just released a new album as we're recording this. Four forty four. Did you know that you can't sign up for Title and listen to it? You have to be a Title member for like thirty or forty five days to hear the new album. Jay-Z can have me bought and sold <laughs> and probably thrown in the Hudson where my body would quickly dissolve. Uh, but fuck you, Jay-Z. That's like, yeah, we know you want this. Because that's that's the appeal of title. It's like three times a year, there's a massive hip-hop or R&B album that comes out. Right. And that's when you sign up for it. Like, I, I burnt my subscription, I think, maybe for The Life of Pablo. I don't know. I don't remember. Mm. It was for something recently. But it was up there. And now this is like, oh, like that's smart. Like I get why they're doing it, but also, come on. Yeah, it's also the appeal of pirating music. Sure. Not that we do that at all. Crazy Love's a good song. Crazy Love's a good song. The next song. So, okay, so here. <laughs> I told you as I was taking notes in these movies that I wrote down little jokes to myself every time that nobody else is going to ever see. So, as we're recording this, the last episode of Twin Peaks The Return was just on TV uh-huh. with a performance by The Nine Inch Nails. So, whenever a band was The Something, I put The in quotation marks. So, this is by The Black Eyed Peas. Right. Yeah, it's going to be awkward when the last nine episodes of Twin Peaks get super racist and no one's talking <laughs> about it. And in December, we don't remember that this happened and it just goes out there. <laughs> and there's really bad think pieces about how Now and Again supports... Mm-hmm. Apartheid or something. I would gladly take the traffic of negative think pieces about our podcast network. I mean, don't seek them out. Don't, like, actively defend R. Kelly and Chris Brown, which we're going to get to R. Kelly in a little bit. But, like, you know, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, Black Eyed Peas featuring Justin Timberlake. Where is the love? To the love, y'all, y'all. I forgot there was a point where the Black Eyed Peas didn't sound annoying. I was surprised, because, yeah, because I don't hate this song. I don't like this song. Right. But I don't hate the song. I was like, oh, right, this is kind of pleasant. This song is vapid. Yeah. But it sounds way less annoying and aggressively stupid. I, I guess 
that's a synonym for aggressively will I am. Then yeah. this song just sounds uh, harmlessly dumb. Yeah. Can you explain to me what's happening in the music video? No. <laughs> they're just putting question marks up around the world. I guess like, hey, question the things around you. Um, their logo was like a proto. Um, what are those little square things called that you scan your phone on? Fidget spinners. <laughs> Absolutely not that. Square reader. What the Q Q readers? QR codes. QR codes. There you go. It was like a proto QR code. They yep. just posted it up, and uh, it meant Black Eyed Peas was here. Oh. And uh, you're supposed to ask yourself, hey, hey me, kids are dying. Where's the love? Can you believe this band played the Super Bowl? The worst Super Bowl performance in history. Super Bowl performances are really hard to gauge in the moment because there's so much energy, like good and bad, that it's sort of like a lot to take in. Because especially at the end of the first half, like things don't really happen in the first half in football. Like it's usually like like sometimes like there's a drive, but it's not you. It's not the fourth quarter, and so something happens, and then there's like the bathroom break commercial, so it's like subpar, and then there's just a, a show, and you're like, oh, I think that was good. And it's hard to, like, really admire how great Prince's halftime is in the moment, or just how weird and terrible this was. What year was Prince? Was that 2000? That was either 2006 or 2007, I think, because I was at Ramapo watching Mm. the Super Bowl, and some kids were like, fuck this, this halftime show sucks. And I just tipped a beer over on their table and walked out. I didn't know them. They were, like, friends of friends, but I could not be there anymore. I feel like it might have been... So it wasn't January 08. Because no, that was late. the that was the Giants. Yeah, at the earliest, it's 05. Hmm. When did the Steelers play the Cardinals? Was that I was before? not at Ramapo for that one. Okay, so this is before. So okay. Well, I might have been at Ramapo, but like, you didn't watch the. But I was watching that at a friend's house because I lost a lot of money on that ball interception at the end where he catches it on his nuts and yep. runs it all the way back. Yep. Yeah, I lost a whole bunch of money because of that play. Hmm. I don't know when it was. Well, I was at Ramapo and someone said this Prince guy sucks, and I just spilled a beer on their table and walked out. I guess that guy won in the end, though, because Prince is dead. <laughs> yeah, well, uh... Speaking of Ramapo... That Super Bowl has gone down as probably the best halftime show at this point now, right? Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah. Uh, Even before he died. Although Lady Gaga's this year was pretty great. Lady Gaga's was surprisingly good. Black Eyed Peas sucks. Yeah. Remember when Will I Am was a hologram on CNN? Mm-mm, no. Yeah, that happened. I think election night 2012. So speaking of Ramapo, this is... I don't know... In any other context, I'll ever be able to tell the story where it makes sense. Okay. But there was a magician that came to Ramapo. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Who likes magic? the H-Wing Auditorium. Oh, God. And it's this old, sort of nerdy white guy. Basically, oh, you man. in you know, 25 years when this goes tits up and you want to oh, become a magician. If I become a magician, if I... <laughs> if I go to... Just, Grand just say, declaration here on Now and Again. If I, don't know I go what's on come. into postgraduate studies like my plan is to do, yep. and I still end up as a magician <laughs> in 25 years, or or a Patch Adams type, yep. please have me murdered. Or okay. just, just remind me of this and I will kill myself. But what if you're as cool as this magician, who we were sitting in the auditorium, lights full on, and then Fergie's London Bridge starts, which as you know, there's just like a siren, and then just a guy shouts, Oh shit! Okay. Oh, shit. And then this guy walks out on stage, and I was like, this can't be the magician, because that intro does not relate to magic. And this guy thought, like, this was in the peak of, I guess, Fergie or Black Eyed Peas. The thing was, that was a Fergie solo song. So this would be in the peak of Fergie craze. Sure. But this guy was like, you know what's a good idea? You know what's a great idea? For me to enter this stage show to Fergie's London Bridge, blared as loud as possible. What's up, my fellow youths? 
guess. Oh man, did you think that the chorus of this song? Of Wait, that's it. Was he, good, was he a good magician? <laughs> uh, his big thing. Maybe uh, no. Was he a magician? Or was he a hypnotist? I saw a hypnotist, but not in the H wing. I saw a hypnotist in like some weird. Um, did he come out to London Bridge? I, I think I remember that. He was in like some weird conference room next to the food court or the the you know the dining hall. Oh, hmm. Because we also were very different years at Ramapo. There was a little overlap, but I don't think this was early on. I think, but the only thing I remember about his show, aside from London Bridge, was that he called up like fifteen volunteers on yeah. stage and he like sort of like made them all go to sleep. And it was like the only thing like it wasn't interesting, so I'm sure he wasn't good. But he tried to figure out if who was faking and who might actually be asleep. Well, spoilers: everyone's faking it. Some people, <laughs> just some people actors. are just more willing to cluck like a chicken or whatever. That's fair. And some people just want to believe it. Yeah, there was no end to that London Bridge story. I was just oh, okay. moving on. Well, hypnotists are stupid, but less... Nah, more stupid than magicians. Do you think that this chorus sounded like an instinct chorus? Like a Justin Timberlake kind of thing? I mean, Justin Timberlake's doing harmonies in this song, so... Kind of? Yeah, it, it's better produced. Will I am, again, surprised how decent of a songwriter he was. Surprised that they gave the drummer guy a verse in this song. I actually thought he'd left the band at a certain point, but according to Wikipedia, he is still there to this day. Wow, wow, Wikipedia? Wiki, 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 wow, wow. So this, I think, is gets off Elefunk, right? Because as soon as they put out the end, whatever END stood for was like the beginning of the really sort of techno-y downfall of... Like, when they're more... Because I, I don't know if they actually ever played instruments, but it wouldn't sound like they played instruments as opposed to computer noises. Well, that guy, uh, the, 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 the disappearing uh, P is credited as the drummer on Wikipedia. Huh. So I guess they have some kind of actual percussion, at least live. Huh. What's the first... Where do you think the Black Eyed Peas heel turn? Now, I don't know the chronology, so this is going to be a prediction. Super Bowl. That I think the heel turn before that. I think it's got to be Don't Funk With My Heart or Let's Get Retarded. So I didn't know it was Let's Get Retarded until, like, <laughs> way after the fact. I can't begrudge you because I didn't know that uh, going back to Jay-Z, it was, can I get a fuck you until I started dating my current girlfriend, which was like a year and a half ago. I don't know if I knew that even to this day. Oh. Because there's, there's certain songs you only hear, like, the censored version of. Right. Because, like, um, Let's Get It Started is only played in sporting arenas, pretty much. Pretty much. And I feel really con- self-confident about, or self-conscious about saying sporting arenas, but I guess it's the correct term. They're not going to say Let's Get Retarded. No. That song also doesn't make sense. Or they saying like we're gonna get so drunk that we're gonna be mentally handicapped. Yeah, <laughs> that's the point of the song. Yeah, it's about getting uh, uh, you know, us old fogies would say retarded, but uh, the kids today would say lit. I think. Right. Well, I wouldn't say retarded. I'm between those two ages. Like neither of those were right. ever in my lexicon, nor will they ever be. Every time that's I like, every time I sort of like half jokingly, half seriously say lit, I feel real dirty inside. Every time a kid says we're gonna get lit tonight, I just hope it means they're gonna go karaoke my own worst enemy. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know it doesn't. I hope I hope that association never leaves my brain. You know, if if Vine still existed, that would be a Vine. Like, yo, we're gonna get lit tonight. Smash cut to brown, brown, brown out, down, 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 brown, brown. Got on Instagram or something. I don't yeah. know. R.I.P. Vine. Uh, Gone too soon. Uh, hey, no, there's nothing to say about this song. The lyrics are real dumb. Yep. It's in a long line of those uh, songs that, like, posit, boy, things are sure bad. That stinks. 
Yeah. But no real effort in changing them. Man, it's it's funny how as much as things change, some, some, some things still stay the same. Yep. Times is tough forever. Uh, the next song is Maya. My love is like, whoa. I never heard this song. Really, this is the only other Maya song that I knew that wasn't Lady Marmalade, and I really like this song. I apologize to my in my notes to Nico that I never heard the song, because I'm sure he's probably has a very strong affinity to the song. I was trying to figure out who Maya was, and I was like, all right, Lady Marmalade. I dig this song, but coming off of the heels of how much Aaliyah we've had on Now and Again, even before... Is the, she dead at this point? She is. She has been dead on the actual episodes, yeah. Okay. Like, not the ones that haven't been recorded yet, even... Um, okay. Like eight or nine was Rock the Boat. And I just sometimes I just think about what a song would be like if Aaliyah had done it. Yeah. Uh, since, you know, she's not around. Was Aaliyah. Do you think that Rihanna would exist if Aaliyah was still around? Or would Rihanna be different? Because I feel like they're different artists, but they have similar sort of aesthetics in a way. Well, at this point, at this point, Aaliyah would be getting into like almost Mary J. Blige, like. So there would definitely be room for both. Like the mom of R&B, but like awesome mom that we know could kick the kid's ass and stuff like but that Like shares weed to. with you. Yeah. So I don't know. But this song, just watching uh, Maya in the video, kind of doing all of these fashion slash personality changes. she a precursor to Nicki Minaj? Aaliyah wouldn't have needed to have seven different personalities in a right. song. She would have been Aaliyah. And uh, Maya just doesn't feel... I don't think it's the content of the song. I just think it's the video and her doing all these different characters. I don't know if she feels as natural as someone like Aaliyah does. That's fair. I also, I don't, I don't really know either, but I remember liking Aaliyah more than Maya. The song's not bad. It's just, I don't, it's forgettable. Like, I don't remember it, really. I definitely remembered it f- even from my youth just because, the, you know, the phrase like, like whoa. my love is like, whoa, my sex is like, whoa. It's, it's a little, um, it's a little like, hyping yourself up, but in a, in a way that's not very good, and maybe we don't believe it. Did you remember that there was a tap dance breakdown? I did not remember that there was a tap dance Is that breakdown. in the song, or is that just in the video? It can't be. There's another song that has a breakdown that is not, yep. uh, in the video, that is not in the actual song. I wrote that down. They're both bad. They are both very bad. Pop stars, please stop doing breakdowns in your songs. She was doing so many characters. She was doing, like, an MJ thing, like a sexy MJ early on. You'll probably find that at your local Hollywood spirit store uh, every year from here on out. <laughs> sexy MJ. She's doing, like, sexy rocker. And then she did, like, sexy scenes from Chicago. Yeah. And this would be about the time that Chicago won Best Picture, right? Yeah. Maybe that was intentional. Is Maya an actress? I feel like I've seen her in movies. I don't know. Maybe. You know, wiki wiki wow wow Maya? Has Maya acted? Um, I'm not asking, like, Siri okay, or Google. Like that. I'm saying, just saying that. Like, filmography. Chicago. I thought so. I just Boom. watched Chicago for the first time. And I said that, and it clicked. Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. Um... No, no, Has she nothing. been in any movies that I've seen? Uh, no. Okay. Have you ever seen Cursed, the Wes Craven werewolf movie? No. Good. It's really bad. Is she in uh, that? She is. I thought, uh, I thought that might have just been like an unrelated was, question. That movie was like filmed twice. Was because it? Because it required so many reshoots that they changed almost the entire cast huh. the second time through. But the, I think the actual one is like Jesse Eisenberg and... When was this movie come out? Uh, Wednesday Adams. What's her name? Nicole Ricci. Nicole no. Richie's not Wednesday Adams. Nicole Richie, no, that's not it. Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Yeah. Um, You're only a one PBR and a half in. You can't forget who Christina Ricci is. Now and again, brought to you by PBR. 
Please sponsor us, PBR. So when we talked about it, I thought that that Maya was one of the jailhouse girls in Chicago. Um, and she is? And she is. And when I said, oh, the tap dance sequence, it looks like she's in Chicago, that, that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, Wait, was, was Lady Marmalade from... Moulin Rouge. Okay. Because in my brain, I haven't seen either. They're sort of the same movie, kind of. Same era, for sure. Um, Early she, 2000s. Moulin Rouge might be 19... Yeah, no, that's... No, I think you're correct. Um... That seems exactly right. Moulin Rouge is like a jukebox musical, and Chicago was like a play. Uh, original, from, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but Chicago sucks, um, so. The city? If you say that, you might get murked. Mm. If uh, that's the case, I'll just never leave you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I dug this song. Um, I, I did remember it because of, you know, the, this. there's going to be a, a lot of songs on here with some silly phrasing of things, uh, but I certainly remembered this one. My love I like, like Maya as an entertainer. She hasn't done a whole lot that I'm aware of after Is this. Is she still active? She can't be. Certainly not in film. <laughs> <laughs> I only saw that part of the Wiki Wikipedia. What do you think the my blank is like, whoa, that gets censored is? I know. Can you... Do you know the answer? I do. Can you say the lyrics leading up to it? Roughly? It's the whole chorus. It's like, my kiss is like, whoa, my love is like, whoa, my sex is like, whoa, my blank is like, whoa. But it, it's, you know... Okay, so can I? Can we play like not twenty questions? Can we play like four questions? Absolutely. Is it sexual in nature? Yes. Is it a double entendre slash pun? No. Is it a word that's used a lot? Yeah. Is it a turn? This is my last question. Is it a, is it a word to replace vagina? No, that surprised me too. Um, I'm gonna say my shit is like whoa. Oh, well, close. It's my ass. It's just ass. They're just censoring ass. What? 2003 is still Seems very like a trick question. I, I know. Got me again, now and again. I, I Googled it assuming it was some sort of pussy thing or something like that. Well, you know, my neck, my back. Right. Hmm. We can move on from this. I like this song, though. I, I think uh, if people don't remember Maya, or if they only remember her from Lady Marmalade, this isn't a bad... This isn't no. a bad one to throw on a barbecue playlist or something. Sure. Um, never leave ya, uh-oh, uh-oh, Lumidy. So this is the one thing I told you I was going to yell at you, because the playlist you put together yeah. is the remixed version. Sure. And literally the only note on the now 14 Wikipedia page says, the Lumidy song is the original version, not the remix version. Correct. Which I don't understand what it would be like because I can't find it on YouTube. So it doesn't seem like it's an actual remix. It just seems like they added two rap verses into the video and called it a remix okay. for the Bucks, perhaps. It would be like if they cut out the Jay-Z uh, opening to Umbrella and called it the remix. Or if, like, the E.T. remix... You know the E.T. remix, right? Like, with Katy Perry and... Uh, that's when they uh, take out the... Kanye? That's when they take out the shotguns and replace them with walkie-talkies. Yes. <laughs> It'd be like the no, but I mean it's like the ET remix in reverse, where like Kanye adds this cool verse at the beginning to make that song like listenable, right? And then they're okay. The remix is that we're just removing Kanye. Exactly. Cool. Is it just me? So first off, this sounds initially like a poorly mixed version of Single Ladies in the opening. It's just yeah. like the uh-oh, well, like and like uh-oh, and like uh oh is like oh oh yeah. like it's it's all there. I also don't think I've ever seen Lumidy before this video. 
I don't know if she was white or black or skinny or fat or, but she like any of those things could have been right. And I was like, oh, that's just what she looks like. Okay. Yeah, she's just nor- you know, nor- She's person. just a person uh, who seemingly can't sing. Is it just me or was this kind of out of key uh, at, during the verses? Well, like there's no like I don't know if there's really verses. It just sort of seems like a hook into a chorus or like a pre-chorus, right? Which yeah. that's why I don't, I don't know what the original song is. You're just supposed to hear that beat and get on the floor. And for that, it is fine. But when you do have a stupid podcast where you analyze these songs, yeah. then this song falls apart entirely. It's just, it sounds ugly in a lot of places. Yeah, I ran out of things to talk about this song, because I didn't take notes on the remixed rap versions, because it's not part of the now canon. Well, I'm always cool with seeing Buster Rhymes. Yeah. He also does yell Flip Mode Squad, which I does still he really? just will yell sometimes in my life. Is that like Flip Phones? Flip Phone Squad was a really, really sad version of the Flip Mode Squad. <laughs> Is it like Kick Flip Squad? That was uh, a group of people who broke speedrun records on Tony Hawk 2. Is that like Flip or Flop Squad? Flip Flip Flop Squad? Like uh, the, the the footwear? No, like the Flipper H- Squad, the like the Elijah Wood show, movie? The HGTV show, Flip or Flop. Oh, where they, they buy houses and they, they turn them over? Yeah, or turn, and, them, uh, turn them into flop houses. Or turn them into flop houses. Where now Buster Rhymes can live. Yeah. There's a couple other rappers coming up later that like probably are doing worse off than Buster Rhymes financially, but... Is he doing bad financially? Is that what's your joke? Or is that... I don't know... No, I have no idea. All right. Flip mode... Well, I just talked about Flip Mode Squad. Oh, about What the, is Flip, Flip Mode Squad? Flip Mode Squad was like the Saint Lunatics, which we'll talk about in a bit. It was just a rap crew. Oh, okay. I'm done with Lumity. Um, I could be done with Lumity, but how about Chingy with Right the Right Right what I liked about this is that the music video is shot in 4x3. It's not widescreen. Like, none of these videos are really in good quality, except for maybe Crazy in Love. Like, they're all sort of, like, of the era. Yeah. But, I mean, some of them, like, they're not bad, but this one was clearly like, oh, this is of a different time. Yeah, and this is the first of um, a few of the St. Louis rap artists that we will have. I guess St. Louis was turning out, uh, had a good scene at the moment. Nelly. Uh, Nelly and the St. Lunatics, yeah, that would be the other one. Um, here's a question for you, because you know more about music than I do. Do you think there's any, how many, what genres age more poorly than, like, a bad rap song? Because, like, rap, it can age well, but, like, when you have a bad rap song, like, like one that's, like, very of the time like this, like, this does not hold up at all. I think it kind of goes back, I really do feel like hip-hop and pop country um, are running these parallel kind of ideas and Nico and I talked about that on one of the well um, I'll listen to anything but rap or country exactly on the EP episode uh, the mailbag where we talked about that because I think they both have authenticity issues where you have to be either very authentic or very inauthentic right Um, so I would say that those are very of their moment because I don't know if it's like samples or styles or what but like there's just rap songs that you hear and you just sort of cringe like there's songs on here that like aren't good, but you're like, I can still listen to it. Like, here, it's just like, oh boy, like, this doesn't, it's not good. Oh, in six years, when we get to, you know, Broccoli, uh, what? and, yeah. What's Broccoli? Song Broccoli, I believe that's, um, is that Lil Yachty? I don't know. It's 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 part of the big wave of, like, trap-inspired hip-hop that is okay. happening right now. In six years, we'll be covering that. So, by then, even, the, the rap community will definitely be like, oh, that was, that was bad. That was a very okay. dark spot. So, like, even now, this is occurring. Rap changes very quickly. 
pop even too. Pop is even kind of being inspired by trap right now, where it's very, very airy, very just beat and nothing else. Which is cool if it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't work, always work. Right. This is one of the. This might be the first video that like I was saying that I just looked down at my notes because I was like I. I, there's nothing going on. It's just yeah. like it's just women dancing, and then Chingy saying he likes that. Yeah. Well, even going back to to what you asked about what ages, like this was very much from an era where a thing to do in rap was like pronounce things weird or like uniquely, and then use that to kind of have a rhyme scheme that would wouldn't be possible if you were speaking it like Make proper stir. pronunciation. Exactly. Um, getting slizzard in my ride. That's gonna be a couple of years from now, but yeah, stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, from there, we're going to go to, like, hashtag rap, and then this kind of mumble rap that's happening now with the trap stuff. But, yeah, it's – this this is very much a moment in time. This this can't leave the early 2000s of hip-hop. I don't think it's bad, though. I don't think it's good. I can meet you halfway on that. Okay. Uh, I certainly don't hate this song. I do love that every music video uh, in the hip-hop field – not yep. everyone, yep. but a lot of them – had to have that scene where they're dancing and rapping against um, – like a light board, and I feel like I was trying to think of what the first video I saw that was, and I think it might be Mace and Puff Daddy. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. I wonder if they, and now it's just, it gets lower and lower budget, so it's just like a dude standing against some black plywood with light bulbs going off. Did you ever play, did I talk about this last time, did you ever play the game Def Jam Icon on Xbox 360? Is that the wrestling one? It's like the wrestling fighter game? It's like Street Fighter, but with rappers. But like, they do wrestling moves and shit, right? It's, mm, no, it's more, it's like side scroll. I think I might like, thinking of Vendetta. Maybe, because this is, like, 2D, like, so just, like, left and right. Okay. And you basically, like, stomp. You, you have to, like, knock your opponent into a speaker and then, like, stomp and, like, your beat damages them. Oh, that's pretty cool. It was really cool. But that's where, like, it reminded me, like, instead of, like, dancing in front of, you know, lightboards, you're now just fighting in front of giant speakers that kind of look like lightboards. Every rap video should just be Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. Or Um Jammer Lammy. It is, it is decided. What the hook gonna be? Murphy Lee featuring Jermaine Dupree. What the hook gonna be? See, I don't need no fucking hook on this beat. All I need is the track in the background. My headphones loud. Yeah. Going around. Yeah. That's a rap in of its own. Are we like in a meta stage of rap where like the song is about what the song's gonna be about? I kind of appreciated that. I'm not gonna lie. Because I don't remember, like, obviously, because I'm way more into movies and stuff than I am into music, and I know that that's a lot of, like, you know, movies about the art of making movies and, like, sort of mockumentaries and stuff like that, but, like, this is just, like, I wonder what the hook's going to be. Like, let's let's find out together. Like, let's get there together and find mm-hmm. out what it's going to be. And this is the first of two Jermaine Dupree kind of, um, uh, he's lowering the ladder for them, I guess I would say. Uh, like, he, you know, Jermaine Dupree's up here. He's saying, yep. guys, I, I, can, I can maybe bring you up. But so, it doesn't really work. It, it's it's like when the the main eventer puts over the younger wrestler to try to get them elevated. Is this it, just like a ladder match? Here. You talking about ladder it's, matches? Sure, uh, but it doesn't work here. Like we've never heard of Murphy Lee or just just spoilers. Um, the other one is Jagged Edge. That's another Jermaine Dupri labeled band, and none of those guys are going to be. I mean, well, not that anyone really knows Jermaine Dupri anymore, but like he had success for a while. So the reason I thought, wait, nobody knows Murphy Lee or nobody knows Jermaine Dupri. Murphy Lee. Nobody knows Murphy Lee. Because the reason I might have signed up for this album, I don't think this is the case, but maybe I thought that the song was Shaky Tail Feather from uh, Bad Boys 2. will show up on that, Which yes. is a really catchy, not necessarily a great song, but I love that song. Yeah, completely and agree. with Diddy in there, because it's these two guys plus Diddy. Right. 
on Bad Boys 2, and it's just super, super catchy. And I looked, it's on the same album. Like, Murphy Lee's album has this song at, like, 6, and then Shaky Tail Feather, which I guess is off the Bad, Bad Boy soundtrack also, is, like, 17th out of 18 songs. I was like, why didn't we get that one instead? Uh, Murphy Lee's album is also called Murphy's Law, which I appreciate. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. I don't think um, I've ever heard this song before. Did you? I don't think so. I don't mind it, though. I think it's kind of fun. Um, I think he's got a pretty good flow. Sure. You're white. <laughs> I, I think everyone has a good flow. Um, but, it's, you know, it's just... Uh, it's very of its moments. It, it doesn't translate super well to right now. That Dirty South style... It's just, it's just not... It's, I think that's it's aged, not what's happening. Now. That's aged better than the St. Louis style, though. I mean, that's, this is all kind of the same. That, I mean, I don't know that that's true, but when I was reading about this kind of uh, St. Lunatics thing, they referred to all of it as Dirty South, which I actually didn't expect because I expected that to be more Atlanta-style hip-hop, but mm-hmm. what the fuck do I know? Well, St. Louis is kind of South-ish. Yeah, it's in the, NF- I do feel like that's in the NFC West, though. It's true. Um, I feel like it's a very coastal thing to say, like, anything that's not New York or L.A. is, like, either the Central America or just South. Right. Like Minnesota, that's Deep South rap. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't have a ton to say about the song, but I don't dislike it. Nope. I will say it's not the worst song on this album. It's not even close. No. In fact, it's... Uh, for the most part, this album's not bad. Um, that's the surprising thing. Like, it, it's... It starts out great, as we talked about, and then yeah. it sort of, like, slides into this, like, and you're like, is this going to rebound? And then, like, somehow the last, like, six songs, including one by a band that I hate, are like, where did these come from? We're going to get there. Side okay. B. Side B. Very curious about that. Side B is going to have some um, opinions, I think. Uh, but don't worry, there's still some good stuff here, because R. Kelly is back! The senator from New Jersey cedes his time so that you can continue your R. Kelly apology tour. Um, that's fine. This is the only song on R. Kelly's Greatest Hits album that was new at the time. Uh, and it's Thawing. The Thong. It only hit number 14, which seems surprising because this seemed huge. This song's not great. It's not good. No, it's... So is... When I looked at the title, I thought it was going to be something about a thong. No, it's just a thong. Is it him doing, like, a weird, like, Asian style, like... I think so, because I wrote down, is this inspired by Kill Bill? But it's not. It's just by generic Asian stuff. So did you look up when Kill Bill comes out? Because I did as well. Well, it came out in 2003. End of 2003. And this was, I believe, in May of 2003. Because... It, it's sort of because I think we just when you associate early two thousands martial arts, you just it's Kill Bill because there's not a lot out, else out there. Completely agree, but you got to remember that a lot of uh, hip hop and R and B artists, just from the times that they grew up, like Wu Tang, yeah, yeah, inspired it's all, by it's all Asian by inspired. that cinema, absolutely. And so maybe Thoya Thoya is just like you know the sound of like a dagger flying by your head and getting stuck in the wall. It's like Thoya Thoya. Sure, sure. Why not? Yeah, this song doesn't never, bring anything new to the table. I never saw this video. Neither did I. A lot of um, sexy geishas. Which is fitting for R. Kelly and for... R. R. Kelly hilariously wielding nunchucks. I think I missed that. Oh, it's only about five seconds because all he's doing is like flipping it back and forth. 
it's so it's like really he, funny. he had like five minutes of, or forty five seconds maybe of like here's how you handle like all right I got it. No, I, I think there's B roll somewhere where they just had him lip sync the entire song while wielding nunchucks, nunchucks quote unquote, and this is all they could get from it. It's really funny. So you want to hear a good story? My only my, I have a nunchuck story. Sure. So when I was working at the Courier News, which is a daily newspaper serving four counties in central New Jersey, I was interning there during college. And I was doing a lot of stuff. I mean, I didn't really have like a beat or anything because I was only there for three months. But one of the things that I basically did every day that I was in there, I was in there like three days a week because I would read the uh, police blotter, oh. which was really fun a lot of the time. Very fun. And so that like every police district would fax over, this is still in the era of faxes, this is 2008, 2009, um, would fax over around, like, just before lunchtime every day, like, arrests from the day before. And there was, and so I would just read through them all, and a lot of them were just like, you know, underage kid, caught shoplifting from Bridgewater Commons Mall, mm-hmm. name not released, released on their own recognizance or whatever. A lot of stuff was like, you know, DUI, late at night, whatever. Once every, like, three or four weeks, there was a gem goddamn gem. And there was this one guy, Bozo Gagula. Jesus, that you should send into the name of the year tournament. Was pulled over for something. And then when police searched his car, he had nunchucks, throwing stars, katanas, like all sorts of like obscure weaponry. So he was a superhero. Yeah. Or a member of the hand. Either or. Yeah. It was the perfect storm of, like, crazy thing to be arrested for, and also perfect name. Oh, yeah. This is almost a decade ago, and I'm never going to forget that name. Bozo Gagula. G-A-G-U-L-A. Sensei Bozo, when are you going to teach his weaponry? <laughs> After get out of the lockup. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, this is not the best R. Kelly song. No. And I was shocked as to what is coming up from R. Kelly. What's coming up for R. Kelly? The Aside R- from peeing on girls. The, well, that's happened already. Is it really? I, I'm, I'm, my whole timeline is askew. I believe it has. Yeah, that was before the... Uh, but did it ever really stop? <laughs> who knows? That was before the R. Kelly Jay-Z trial, though, because they bring it up in that. Oh, okay. Um, the R. Kelly song is still to come. I thought for sure it Remix was out by now. Mm-hmm. Is that on a now? Actually, so chronolo- chronologically, it might have happened like one episode ago. <laughs> But it is right about now. Okay, is ignition is the is like brother, is within like three to six months of either end of November two thousand three. Okay, um, so that's exciting. Cool, because that's I think one of the best party songs in history. Let's get down by no longer Lil Bow Wow, but just Bow Wow. That's my first note. He dropped a little by this point, huh? Just step, no intimidations. I'm bad, wow, but accept no imitations. Should have seen the looks on my faces, but ice plus light makes for good conversation. I can't possibly give a shit about this song. Here's what I'm gonna say though: We are about three years away from Bow Wow doing something that will grant him immunity in my eyes for the rest of time. Does he show up in a Fast and the Furious movie for 30 seconds? He's a semi-star of Tokyo Drift. He has one of the greatest. I'm, you're looking at me like Fast and Furious is not the best franchise working today. Oh, no, I, but I'm pretty sh- So I have not seen them all. So Tokyo Drift was the first good one. Wow. Okay. So, okay, so here's... That's what I would have said is the one that I remember being the worst. No, so here's where you're mistaken. Okay. So the first one, people love. I don't love because it's about cars. It's actually about cars, and I yeah. don't care. 
Too Fast, Too Furious introduces Ludacris in Miami, but it's about boats, and it's stupid. Oh. It's the worst one. Yeah, I imagine people would say two is the worst. Then three came around. Justin Lin, the guy who directed three, directed three through seven. What? Really? Yeah. Was it Justin Lin? Hold on, I'm, I'm doubting myself. I don't I think to... Justin Lin is there yet. Tokyo Drift. Okay. Tokyo Drift abandons everything that you know about the franchise. Except for a surprise, spoiler alert, cameo by Vin Diesel in the last right. 10 seconds. Yeah. You introduce, you're introduced to Han. Sure. This, what's also crazy about R. Tokyo R. Drift, spoiler alert, what's also crazy about Tokyo Drift is that it takes place after Furious 6. Right. For some reason. Mm-hmm. Bow Wow is in the movie. Bow Wow at one point, because there's this guy from the Deep South who goes over to Japan because he can't stop getting in trouble, and he becomes, he's he, he's in the super in the cars, and he becomes part of the racing culture over there, much to the dismay of his uncle. But Bow Wow sort of introduces him to that circle, to that scene, and then he learns from Han. But there's a scene where they're first, he's in his first drifting race up the parking garage, and Bow Wow gets into an elevator filled with women, looks at the camera, smiles and nods, elevator doors close. Greatest shot in cinema history. Mm. But the reason the Tokyo Drift is good, and this is actually might be a solid EP, is because legitimately from start to finish, it's just music. It's like amazing music that like I don't think you pick up on because like when you're watching it, if you're watching them in order, you're like, what the, what is this movie? Right. But then you go back, you're like, oh, this is the start of something really, really wonderful. Hmm. Four is not great. Five is the best. Six is pretty good. Seven's better. Eight I need to see again. Okay. Well, there but, you yeah. go. This has been Fast Cast. Tokyo Drift. The Watch cast it. and the curious. But, <laughs> but because Bow Wow is in Tokyo Drift, I don't care. I can never say a bad word about him. Well, Even is... though this music video is about him getting his driver's yeah, license? Yeah, exactly. It's him learning how to drive. There's a line in it where he says, uh, ladies can't believe I'm 16. It's like, yeah, because you look 13. I was just so distracted by all the throwback jerseys that I couldn't keep the story straight. Like, everybody is in multiple throwbacks in this. There is a line, and for the first time possibly ever, I will splicey splicey another part of the song Ooh. right now. There's a line that someone says that really sounds like, uh, I guess it's Baby, the guy who is his driving instructor. Uh, it really sounds like he says, little bow wow, I'm going to touch your penis now. <laughs> I have no clue what he's saying. Didn't want to look it up. Just want to roll with that. Now about to touch your penis, little bow wow. Mm-hmm. There's a one shot in the video, I don't know if you noticed, but he's sitting, or he's sort of squatting next to his rims, and it looks like he's being fanned, like cooled down by his rims. Like, instead of having like a fan, it's just right. his rims spinning, and he's just like basking in the cool glow of like the rim air. That's pretty silly. I love it. Um, the song is really bad. It's not good. Um, possibly the worst, but not somehow. Also, his name is Twinkie in Tokyo Drift, and that's great. That is pretty good. Uh, I don't care about this song. That's fine. Um, I don't care about songs for babies, and this is rap for babies. I love it. no one actually gave a shit about Lil Bow Wow or Adult Bow Wow, mm-hmm. unless you're one of those weirdos who Would you has like the more entire Fast his name? box set on DVD. And- no, I don't have the box set. I just have them individually. Oh, okay. Would you like it more if you changed his name from Lil Bow Wow to Adult Bow Wow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was nothing else he could have changed his name to, but... It's, 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 no yeah. thanks. Um, he could have just gone by whatever his birth name is. Yeah, that's true. That probably would have been. He smarter. had options. He just got rid of the that's the, the the most dumb part about his name, just not the rest of his name. Um, let's just jump ahead uh, to Justin Timberlake, Senorita. Senorita, I feel for you, feel for you, feel with things that you don't have to 
Now, this is the question I was going to ask. Is this the first Justin Timberlake solo song? Not even close. And it's also one of the less good ones. It's bad. It's not great. Uh, Rock Your Body, Cry Me a River. Um, oh, they were before this. Yeah, all okay. of those um, and more are before this. And they're all significantly better. Though they're off the same album. This is actually, don't know whose decision this was. This is the opener off of Ooh, his first album. Yeah, way to turn people off of your album. So the weird thing about this song is if you said, have you heard Justin Timberlake's Senorita? I'd be like, absolutely. And then if you like, describe Senorita, I would have described a completely different song. I would have like a much more Latin flair. This is like a generic sort of like soft ballad almost. It's really boring and just not good at all. I almost feel like I was thinking of NSYNC's late era song Girlfriend uh, when I was trying to hear Senorita in my head, but it was certainly not this, and it's not anything in the future because he's pretty quickly going to move on to Timbaland and doing stuff with uh, that song with him and Nelly Furtado. Mm-hmm. Like, this kind of style that he's doing, is he's going to move on from that. But he is dipping his big toe in the water in this episode, or this song where he has a semi-hip-hop breakdown that I wrote down is regrettable. Oh, everything that we do, every breakdown on this album, there's always themes in now and albums that we find. And this is the one of the unnecessary breakdown. He tries to get, like, the crowd doing call-and-response vocals yeah. on a studio track. Yep. It's never worked in anyone's life before. He's just going around. He's dancing around this video just smacking women's asses. Yeah, this one is just like, hey, everyone wants to fuck Justin Timberlake, right? Which is true. Sure, 100%. Um, he also has one line that I wrote down. My last note is that he says, gentlemen, good night, ladies, good morning. Oh, Which I, I was like, like does that, that make sense? Um, because if you think no, about the time, like, what, what, get what time of day would you say that? There's never a time like, of last day. call. You would say good morning as you're trying to pick up a girl? I think the whole point is that, like... That, like, there's a whole lot of time left to spend with the woman, but exactly. then, then he's done with the dudes. Yeah. It's just a weird... He, like, smirks like he's like, yeah, I just nailed it. Of course he does. Justin Timberlake is... Uh, he plays a douche in his movies so well because I think it is not much of a character for him. You know what I think is but really... I don't mind that. ...really telling about this song is how buried this is on the now and how rightful it is, or right, like, how true and, like, you know, whatever it it should be buried. It is really is in the dead zone of nows. Yeah, we've kind of established that, you know, uh, those mid-tracks of a now are, um, if it's not the forgettable R&B, it's just kind of generally forgettable. And this being there is really surprising. Justin Timberlake, you feel like, should open a now. And the song, and believe me, he does with Rock Your Body, and he's, Cry Me River is at, like, three or four. Um, but you can't open a thing with Cry Me River. Of course. That's- um, Unless you want people to kill themselves before track two. Yeah. Uh, that's insane. This is such a boring opener. Open with a blast. Open with Rock Your Body, dummy. Thalia featuring Fat Joe. Do you know who Thalia is? She's a Mexican Latin pop singer. Her first and first fully song, first fully English song that she released. I've never heard of her. I don't think I've ever heard another song uh, or any song by her. Wiki Wikipedia says that she might be the biggest female pop singer in history from Mexico. But who's she competing with? Is Selena from Mexico or she's Colombian? Selena would have been like. I think Selena was actually from just like the Southwest, possibly Texas. Oh, she's American. But she was so huge right. in. That country, but is she competing with the Shakiras and uh, Paulina Rubio? Mm-hmm. Um, those artists who really never crossed over. And she, this song's not bad. I actually 
think the song is pretty enjoyable, uh, but it's, you know, we're not going to hear anything more about this person no. who uh, is, is and continues to be just a, a massive uh, singer and actress. Did we mention the, the Fat Joe on the track? Fat Joe, yeah. I mean, hey, I guess he gave himself that name. I hope he gave himself that name. I think somebody else did it. He just owned it. I, we talked about it when Joe, just, just Joe, was an artist on it now. It's just like, dude, did, did he just SEO. have to be Joe and the other yeah. one have to be Fat Joe? Um, I don't think this song is bad. No. I think it's forgettable. Um, it was a bigger hit on uh, chart-wise than I expected. Mm, I don't remember. I didn't make a note of that, so it didn't surprise me, I guess. It was higher than you'd think. What um, I do like about this now disc is that the Latin portion is kicked off by Senorita by Justin Timberlake. Yeah, that is weird. It was seven on the mainstream top 40 in the U.S. Okay, that's pretty high. And this was, yeah, this was the album that was supposed to cross her over, but, you know, didn't quite happen. But this isn't a bad song at all. She's fun. She does have that thing, and this is not me judging, but this is how I kind of am assuming that... Um, record execs and maybe even the mainstream pop audience looked at her, she looks older than the average pop singer that would be new, and they could market. Right. Uh, they can manipulate her her image and her style. They're not going to manipulate someone whose style has been around and successful for ten years, just because the country isn't as lucrative. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say. I don't remember the song. I don't remember... I didn't write down that I didn't like it, though, so that's good. This feels late for the Latin invasions to still be doing ex- like experiments, but, I mean... Well, it's, hard to, it's hard to market. Like, you're out of marketing ideas at this point, right? Like, you can't, like... You've done a handful already, right? So, like, a handful of big ones and probably a lot more unsuccessful ones we don't know about. Like, there's no new ideas, no new ways to market these people. I guess they're still hoping to land another Shakira. Is really just her. I would say you can't really count Jennifer Lopez in the Latin invasion since she's... She's our Latin. Well, she's from Brooklyn. Of course, she's Jenny from the block. She's legit, and she is OG. She's real. Yeah, she's so real. I'm just lucky that Shakira's breasts are small and humble. Still one of my favorite lines. Uh, Other than, bow, I'm going to touch your penis, or whatever it was. Um, (laughs) This next song, I'd never heard of the the song, or the artist, or the artist it's featuring. Um, the Sugar Sugar by Baby Bash feet Frankie J. That's a sentence I never thought I'd say out loud. This is a place where me forgetting my notes at home is a real problem because I had at least two things to say about it, but now. I have none. A remixed version of this was in the movie Be Cool. Oh, wow. Which is a forgettable movie and a forgettable song. And then this is, I wrote down that this is in the stretch of music videos on this disc where nothing's happening. Nothing whatsoever. There's nothing here. Um, It takes place in one of those, uh, actually, the next three songs will take place in, um, no, I'm sorry. Sugar Sugar is another one of those, like, uh, front stoop in the summer videos, is it not? Might be. Yeah, the next two videos will take place in the R&B apartment that every R&B video takes place in. Um, this song is not good. It's extremely, extremely boring. That was the big thing that I remembered from it, is that there's no, like, real beat. There's no real performance. This guy just kind of sucks, and there's nothing to this song. Yeah. I'm cool with passing on this Me one. Me too. 
Um, it's completely unforgettable. Baby Bash, don't get no uh, redemption on this show. Let's crank out one more song. And Here. if we're going to crank out to any song, it's going to be Genuine's In Those Jeans. Come on. I want to know all I want to know. Is that- I think in my 29 and a half years on Earth, and by the time this, oh, actually, by the time the next episode comes out, I will be 30. Congrats. Thank you. I don't think I'd ever heard a second genuine song that wasn't Pony. Like, I think I, it was just Pony and Pony or Bust. And so I, you, you combo broke my life in terms of giving me a genuine song. You know, I, it's been a running joke for me to say, oh, we have a genuine song that is not Pony. But this song is, is like, funnier or at least dumber and made me laugh harder than Pony actually does. Though but, Pony is a better song by far. Um, this song is ridiculous. But baby, damn those jeans. So the video also does have that weird moment that adds 40 seconds to the album length of the song by adding a bridge that is seemingly a completely different song. Oh, well, you the video that I watched was the just the audio. It wasn't the music video, so I don't know. The the music the, the picture it was like the the video that I watched was just a picture of Genuine staring at us and I'm okay with it. Um I think it's been a while, but if we touched on some Rap Genius Gold, yeah. this would be the song to do it on. Does Rap Genius mention how Genuine is Donna's cousin from Parks and Rec? Um, other people have on this show before, and I keep forgetting that, and I, it makes me laugh every time, because that is such a good episode when they go to the cabin. Yeah. I from Versace Junior College. So, it's been a while since we've done Rap Genius. We're not going to... Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, but, I'm sorry to interrupt, oh, yeah, no, but, rap, but Genius.com just loaded. Here's the track listing for The Senior. First Ooh. song, Mike Tyson, Get Ready, Chetta Brings... Hell yeah. Hell yeah. In Those Jeans, Stingy, which I was going to say Stingy, mm. Love You More, Better to Have Loved, B-E-D-D-A. Like those Better with Cheddar dogs. Better with Cheddar. Better with Cheddar Brings. Oh, shit. Locked Down, On My Way Slash Sex, which is an interlude. Sure. Then Sex is oh. another song. Okay. The follow-up to the sex interlude. Better Man, Our Firstborn, Big Plans, Hell Yeah, Remix. Tigger in the gr- uh, Tigger in the Gizzle? Jizzle? I thought they said Grizzle, but Tigger in the Jizzle? Tigger in the Jizzle. Okay. All right, so click around. Show me where you want to... Well, I mean, we're just Let me gonna... just make sure this is recording still. I want to make... Yeah, we're good. Okay. Instead of the old way of doing Rap Genius, where we would click on something and read it, we're just going to click on every annotation and read the uh, what Genius has inputted to this. Uh, we'll just go back and forth real quick. Almost all of these are from a poster named Rush DL. Um, so Rush DL, thank you so much for your annotation of Genuines in those jeans. I want to also make a note of when we read the annotation, say whether it's upvoted or downvoted in the plus or minus. Sure, that's fine. So the first one we have is, her jeans are so tight and fitting her nice, so he's asking is there any room for him in them, right. which is upvoted plus two. And if we go on to the line, which possibly the best use of the word scrumptious in music and history. Um, her jeans are so tight and fitting her nice, so he's asking, is there any room for him in them? That is not upvoted, though. Completely <laughs> neutral. Which is basically the same exact thing. Uh, we'll continue on with Rush DL's annotations. He saw her butt from far, and he can't help himself from staring! Exclamation point. Not, mm-hmm. not upvoted. Um, 
Now, this is from someone else, actually. Last01. This one is unreviewed, so this might not be... Uh, this, should this... we not do this, then? I think we should do it anyway. Okay. This uh, warning. This is a, a son's just a parental warning. <laughs> this is an unreviewed annotation. Um, he's telling her that the jeans she wore made him have thoughts of doing things with her. Capital H. So the movie. Her. <laughs> movie her. Okay. We're back Rush to Rush, yeah. He wants to be the only one to look at her nice butt. Right. I mean, if this wasn't annotated, how would we know any of this? Uh, Rush DL again. He means he's so in love with her body that he wants to get down on one knee and propose. Romantic. That's sweet. Another one unreviewed Uh-oh. from Last01. There's just something about her that makes him wonder what it'd be like to get with her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so- wait. Somebody said this is restating the line. He just talked about what he thinks it's like to get her and her and her pants, not what it's like to get with her. I think that's a way better annotation because at least it references, uh, in some way, those genes. More from Rush DL. He's speechless from seeing her nice butt, and he doesn't know what to say to her. Plus one. Upvoted. Plus one. Good for you, Rush DL. More Rush DL right here. He doesn't want to seem like a creep, so he says, don't be alarmed, but he likes the way her cheats fit her. So, I mean, that's that's the kind of gold you get from Rap Genius. And then, after all of that annotation, after all of that explanation, yeah. Yeah. Um, you go to the bottom, yeah. and you can check out the comments. And, uh, fortunately, Ninny16 says, Nice song, all about having sex with a certain girl because the way she, the way she wears her jeans well. Yep. Then what In is, the comments. This, what does you know, Shannon say? Up. Two months ago, Shannon said, I love this damn song. Why is it that he had to say Iceberg, Sergio? I guess he couldn't think of nothing else, but damn, he could have said Guess, Apple Bottoms, True Religion, or something people actually wore. Oh, yeah, there's that part of the song where he lists off um, brands of clothing, and I guess this person might think the song came out two months ago, and uh, might wonder why some of those brands stopped being in style 14 years ago. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, um, Rap Genius is terrible, and there's a reason why we stopped doing it. Uh, but that was nice. I like uh, when we re- reiterate the same thing, like, uh, eight or nine times in a row. Yeah. Rush DL, really a goddamn gift to humanity. Rush DL might get an honorary place on the Mount Rushmore of now and again with R. Kelly. I mean, he's Olio. for sure the George Washington of rap genius. If, yeah, possibly. The George, Han- uh, John Hancock, even, maybe? you think he's maybe? a fan of Rush? Oh, good question. Just Rush on the DL. Because no one who is annotating Genuine is going to... I, I can see a world where people like Rush and Genuine. That's fair. Because I, I, like Pony, I like Rush. Yeah. But I don't think anybody's going to name themselves after Rush and then associate that name with an annotation on Genius.com for yeah. Genuine. You could be a fan things. of the extended Mega Man universe and just love Mega Man's dog, Rush. Over my head. Yeah, there you go. What are the Rush... He might be a huge fan of Rush starring uh, Thor. Mm. Or Premium Rush starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Uh, possibly even the song Rush Rush by Paul Abdul. Starring Ke- the video starring Keanu Reeves. And we've tied it all together. What a good way to go out. Yeah, let's end this episode there. Can you possibly predict what is happening on the Cage Club Network right now to oh, plug... Oh, December 1st. Oh, so we actually have three new shows launching today. Oh, holy shit. So it's either two or three, depending on when the third one is. But today, we have a follow-up to Keanu Club. I didn't even think about this. Uh, we have a follow-up to Keanu Club. Mike and I are doing Ben Affleck's The Podcast. <laughs> the And then Joe 2 and I... Joe 2 has been on here. Mm-hmm. Mike's, been, Mike's been on here as Episode well. Episode 2, yep. Uh, the, either the mommy or the daddy. Joe is like the little brother. That um, sounds right. Joe 2 and I are following up Zach Attack with two podcasts. 
with magic. Tupac casts? Tupac casts. It's all holograms. It's not about Tupac. It's about holograms and hologram technology. Uh, well, Will I Am will be reappearing on there for certain. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, or Princess Leia saying, Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Also, Princess Leia. Yeah. Now. Yeah, true. Um, Paul Walker. Paul Walker. This was a backdoor pilot. Yep. We're following up Zack Attack with Magic Mikes, which is a Channing Tatum podcast. And we're following it up with Boyfriend Material, which is a Ryan Gosling podcast. So will you be doing those like every other week or it's just... So we're either going to do one on the 1st and one on the 15th. Or both on the 1st. Okay. So basically, if there's a day that a now and again comes out, there's a good chance that one of these comes out too. Very cool. So we are in mostly good company. Sure. At least sexy as hell company. That's the whole thing. It's just to pick heartthrobs. So Mike and my thing is to pick actors that the internet hates and try to figure out if the hate is justified. Ooh. Joe and I just pick handsome guys mm. and see what that's all about. F. Mary Kill, Ryan Gosling, Channing Tatum. Zac Gen- Efron? Genuine. Gen- oh, boy. We're going to make it now and again style. And you're racist if you kill Genuine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I gotta kill Gosling. Huh. I gotta F Genuine because damn those jeans. Mm-hmm. And then I gotta marry Channing Tatum because I think that he would be the most fun of the three to spend a life with. Interesting. But he's not even the boyfriend material one. No, but it's not, it's not husband material. True, true. Ryan Gosling will break your heart in the saddest way possible. Perhaps even involving this. Alzheimer's. As we're recording this, we just got a message from now permanent co-host Nico Basillo. Oh, to the Emotion Facebook chat asking when he can tell people that he's the regular co-host. He's like a virgin on prom night that excited. Oh, man, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, by now, most of you will know that uh, Nico has become the regular co-host of Now and Again. We've made that decision. I like, talked to him about it three weeks ago. I'm a goddamn dinosaur. I'm an extinct... You are. I'll be back one, at least one more time. I'll be back a few times, yeah. I have so many ideas for EPs. You're grandfathered in because you're the owner, goddammit. I could just cut you off. You're like when Vince McMahon decides that he's going to win the world title, and everyone's like, well, who's going who's gonna to be the one that tells him no? Yeah. I have, I'm more interested in coming up with weird ideas for EPs, because I feel like every idea I send you is about weird EPs, as opposed to just doing these now and agains. Mm-hmm. And hey, the uh, oft-rumored Emotion Minute may have even launched by now. Who knows? I feel like the Emotion Minute is going to be this episode's Chinese Democracy, or uh, dun, 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 Duke dun, Nukem dun, dun, Forever. Dun. But both of those came out. Yeah, that's true. Um, what are we waiting on now? That Terry Gilliam movie that's getting finished. Or the Shane Carruth movie that is maybe getting financed. Yeah, true. That's my white whale. Mm, well. Shane Carruth with a lot of money. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, you know what? That's a nice preview for the next episode. We're going to talk about what selling out might actually be. Tune in uh, next time for uh, Side B. Joey. Bye. Bye. Bye.